0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last.
1: Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
2: This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at Inc.com. or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric.
3: And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we're here at 11 o'clock. And of course, along with all the other places you can get ComputerTalkWithTab.com, you can get, uh, sorry, the radio show. You can get it at Radio.com. You can get it at WTIC.com. We podcast this. It's being streamed all over the world. Um, so you can get us anywhere, anytime you'd like. It's a toll-free number. I love to have the uh, long-distance calls coming in from You know, North Dakota.
4: Alaska.
3: Yeah, let's get some good, expensive, uh, long-distance, toll-free calls coming in. (laughs) Florida, no, you guys just rub it in when you call from Florida. Um, But you're still welcome, of course. Let's get to your calls. But you can get the show anytime. So if you missed it, we podcast it so you can listen to it whenever you'd like to. Or you can stream us, too. You don't have to be um, in front of a radio. Let's go to uh, Guy in West Hartford. What's going on, Guy?
5: Hey, Eric, Bob. How are you? Um, I'm calling today to ask you guys about... uh, Something called penetration testing. Yes. You know, on a on a home or a small office. You know. Yep. What what uh, what uh, what can we talk about? With penetration <laughs>
3: testing. So penetration testing is usually done in a business, um, and we do it for all of our customers by default. Um, we run penetras- penetration testing monthly, and uh, what that does is it tries to see if your firewalls have any open ports, and the reason we generally do it is for all sorts of reasons. Um, aerospace has NIST requirements. requirements, DFARS requirements, if you're doing anything with aerospace or CUI data. So, or if you're a financial planner, you know, you want to make sure your clients are protected accounting firms, right? You want to make sure nobody's poking in. And the problem is when you, you know, we leave, right? And we've got you all configured and secure. And then, you know, the copier guy comes in, right? And he wants to do some MSP interface so that he can manage how many copies you're making, right? And then charge you accordingly. Well, he might open a port on that firewall to make that work and give us copy or admin credentials. <laughs> and all of a sudden everything we did to lock you down has been opened by the next IT next vendor. So regular penetration testing helps to at least know whether or not some dingaling opened a port that shouldn't have happened.
5: The other aspect of that is uh is doing fishing, you know, like intentional fishing, where, where yes. you uh, have someone send emails to you, to yourself or your
3: employees to see if they'll click on the CEO links. And, right, uh, you know, we do that all the time too. We have this, a service that we offer our customers to have that. It's called we call it cyber uh, security awareness training, but it is phishing testing. And uh, we'll send very tricky emails, and uh, if they open them, they go to remedial training and have to go through it again or different training I should say and then we continue to trust we te- we test them on a monthly basis to see if anybody keeps clicking on these things so that's do that's what people
5: do imp- this for their homes you know, a lot of people don't even change the password on their on their, uh, on their routers and things. Shouldn't they, shouldn't, is this something people should do at home as well?
3: Um, I'm not sure we're there yet, um, only because it's more easy to email you guy or call you and say I'm from Microsoft to get you to give me your password, <laughs> or just to ask you what your password is right here on the radio uh, right. than, than, than it is to be sophisticated when it comes to a business target. So I think um, probably not yet.
5: So what, <clears> what should a... Uh, Network or small business expect is this something they can? I, I know you mentioned you do it on a, on an ad hoc basis. What is what should they expect to pay? And is this something that should be automated, or does it have to be have to be done by you know real people on the other end?
3: Right. Um, so it is in our case, we make it extremely affordable for our business clients because our business clients are small to mid sized businesses. So we're not we're not pricing it like you're a you know like you're an Arthur Anderson type yeah. company. We're Pricing Man it like your,
5: ACA, I, mean, I I see quotes of you know ten, twenty thousand dollars to for an undertake. You
3: don't need to do that. So our our security awareness training solution for our clients is as low as two dollars and fifty cents a person. Oh, so um, we make it cheap, and we're leveraging and per uh, day? Uh, uh, no per month, <laughs> uh, and we're leveraging an enterprise grade solution. So yeah. you're getting because our footprint is so large within Connecticut as far as who we support, we're able to keep our prices very low.
5: So sounds like for you know. Twenty or thirty dollars per seat, uh, you can get some level of uh, of confidence around um, cyber awareness, security awareness, penetration testing. Right for the year, for the year, fishing (laughs) teams, things like that. Exactly.
3: Yeah. Uh, Again, we're trying to leverage it very affordably for our small business clients, so they get the enterprise grade solutions at a low price. Exactly. All right. Well, great. Well, thanks for the info. All right, guy. Yeah. Bye bye. Um, Moving on to I can't believe Danny is on the phone. Our resident groupie, Danny. You here, Danny? Yeah,
0: well,
3: yeah, I'm here. I mean, Elon's had a rough week. I can't even believe you're on the phone.
0: Oh, he had a great week. He did.
3: Did you see his car getting smashed? His truck. Uh,
0: uh, that's it, <laughs> It's only glass.
3: Hey, he's the one that said did, it was did bulletproof. Did
0: you see the test where they dropped the ball from a ladder on a on a horizontal piece of glass?
4: No. That was a smaller ball.
0: It was a smaller ball. And it was <laughs> was a it a marble? Drop. It was... That's beside the point. He had a phenomenal week.
3: Did he? His stock took a huge tank after that happened.
0: You always you buy the, the buy low and sell the rumor
3: exactly. What happened to his What happened to his rocket too? Didn't that have a rough day too?
0: They overpressurized it intentionally.
3: Intentionally, I hate when that happens. So you can reserve a truck for a hundred bucks. Oh, really? Yeah, that truck. Do you like that truck? That thing looks so ugly.
0: You know what though? Uh, it, it's brilliant in the in the in the sense that. Those body panels are basically pieces of flat metal that are either cut on the edges or folded in the middle. All right. So the money he saved on machining, tooling, and stuff to fabricate the body panels is why he can sell the truck that cheap.
3: Ah, so, so he, he sacrificed. So he went. He went back to the 1980s RoboCop movie and said, "Okay, we're going to make a car that looks like that."
0: SUX six thousand. Term form follows function. Sure. Okay, well, you don't need all those curves and all that stylish Detroit stuff. What? You're but, like a sexy car? I well, mean, the plus, Tesla
3: was very sexy when it came out.
4: Plus, it's uh, they got stainless steel pa- panels. Right. Okay. It looks like a DeLorean. Just like the you DeLorean like You've
0: been waiting for me to call again. <laughs> Not at all, no. <laughs> <laughs> I just was
4: surprised you called. Actually, Danny, we're happy you
3: called. Yeah. I haven't no, heard uh, from you for a while. Yeah, what's going on, Danny? What can we help oh, you well,
0: with? No, let's finish up with this Tesla real yeah, quick. I yeah. think <laughs> what he's going to do is he's going to get this one going, Mm -hmm. use the same chassis and everything, and then eventually, because this this truck will be all money, all gravy. Yeah. uh, And then he'll bring in a more conventional body style, because they had a lot of really nice body styles that were little Tesla, little pickup. Yeah. You know, just to get the ball. And and, uh, how about Starlink with the uh, next 60 satellites? And he actually sent a tweet from one of the satellites.
3: So, well, how many how many satellites does he need to get up there to make that work? It was thousands, right? Three
0: thousand.
3: What could go wrong with that? Thousands and thousands of little satellites up in the air, and we want to go fly up there with like, uh, you know, Virgin Atlantic try to get up into the stratosphere. You're going to go flying through through the satellites. No
0: problem until he did it. Yeah. Everybody's, you know. I'm moaning about it, but...
3: Um, <laughs> well, you see the issue, right? It's like they're litter- she's littering the sky with little satellites.
0: Yeah, and he's also going to litter the sky with $30 a month high-speed internet. All right,
3: I'll take it if it works.
0: Yeah, okay. Then everybody <laughs> will be like, oh, aren't those cute?
3: <laughs> exactly. Just having fun with you, Danny. So what's yeah, going on? Hey,
0: listen, my, my wife, uh, she's got an, you know, an HP desktop, yeah. and... Um, we were, you know, she's got Windows Premium 7 or whatever is Home Premium 7. Yeah. So, you know, we're coming to the end of that. Mm-hmm. And we were gonna looking around to buy a new computer, but there's absolutely nothing wrong with her computer. So it, it makes sense to just uh, upgrade it to Windows 10, doesn't it?
3: Depends. Um, Bob and I were just talking off the air because we're doing many, many, many of these for our client base. And some of the older machines don't like to be upgraded. So I suspect this is an older one, right?
0: Oh, yeah. she. This is her first machine she got back in... Uh, 2011.
4: Okay, so. I would retire that puppy. Yeah.
0: Okay, that's that's what I was thinking too. That it might not take the upgrade.
3: It might not, and it's and if it doesn't, then you spend all the time and energy on that, and then you're going to end up buying a new machine anyways. And the, due to the age of it, it yeah. served you well.
4: We're cutting them off at four years. Four or five. Okay. Yeah. Okay, and I'm going to tell you about 50 percent of my upgrades are failing.
0: Oh, really? Okay. Too bad we didn't get the the 10 when it was free, when they had that free thing where you could buy it and park it, and then would know.
3: Ah, yeah, good thing.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I don't know, I listen to you all the time, and I missed that conversation.
3: Yeah, we weren't big fans of that, only because all sorts of, I mean, the first version of Windows 10, I mean, really? You want to be the guy to drove that that around?
0: So you would have just had the first first version, and... uh,
3: yeah I wouldn't have done that and we didn't yeah. do that we we wouldn't recommend that. I mean, mm. you want your computer to work?
4: They don't even support the first version of Windows 10 <laughs> <Not> anymore. anymore.
0: <laughs> oh okay yeah. and the worst case scenario, leaving it like it is with uh, uh seven yeah is uh, and we don't do any banking or bill paying or anything. All she does is you know go to shopping websites and home Depot and you know okay. well and stuff like that and Amazon is that she could pick up uh, get uh, hijacked right.
3: She she could be vulnerable to a security hole that Microsoft doesn't know about yet and is not going to fix, right? So as of January 14th, they're going to stop updating the security patches, which mm-hmm. means they're going to stop fixing their problems. So
4: even right. if they find out about a security hole, it doesn't mean they're going to patch it. Right.
3: However, they did do it with XP. They said they weren't, and mm-hmm. because the whole of English free healthcare system actually took a hit because it was running XP three or four years after it was Deprecated. Uh-huh. They then released released the uh, the patch. They got hit with WannaCry, and of course, you couldn't get a flu shot in the in in right, Europe. Right, I remember that. Remember that. So they had to release the fix. So they so I wouldn't put it past Microsoft. Depending on how embarrassing the hole is, uh-huh. I mean, they're a trillion dollar company. They yeah. could they could afford to have the B team work on a fix if something comes right. up. So it could happen that they're going to f- stand behind it a little bit, but. We'll see what happens after January fourteenth.
0: Have you heard anything about the um, the houses that people down in Boca Chica in Texas that Musk has offered to buy their property because uh, you know they're going to be downrange once the big garbage can starts flying?
3: Pardon of me,
4: <laughs> I understand completely. The
3: rockets, the big gar- oh, the big garbage can yeah, rocket. I
0: the garbage can. No.
3: no, I haven't heard about that, but well, I wouldn't a put of it past a retirement
0: them. Retirement community. They're called Boca Chica Heights. Huh. And you know, people. Low income people paid like $35,000, $40,000 for their dream home. Nice. It's a small community, but they're, you know, they're under the arc.
3: Yeah, well, I would think that'd be cool.
0: Well, you, it would be, except, you know, it could be life threatening. So,
3: Why? Wait, wait. Elon doesn't have any problems with their rockets. They're not sure going to fall out of the it sky and land on does. your. Oh, come and, on, anyway, man.
0: He's offered them three <laughs> times the market value of their homes to buy their property.
3: Does that instill any confidence in those rockets? <laughs>
0: well, no. What it is is he's trying to be a nice guy, All right. but you know, if you get one hundred twenty thousand for a forty thousand dollar home, yeah, a good deal. You can't replace it somewhere else with a comparable area for one hundred twenty thousand. Oh. You need six hundred thousand, so people aren't moving, and it's up uh, it's turned into a little bit of a, a thing.
3: Maybe he'll build them a dome, like a big steel dome, to to protect and them from the. We call
0: it the, the Elon Show, right? <laughs>
3: Whatever. Yeah, right. They could be in the show. Yeah. I don't know, Danny. Uh, We'll Uh, see what happens with that.
0: Hey, happy Thanksgiving.
3: You too, sir. All right, bye-bye. There's our resident groupie and Elon Musk fan, Danny, from Glastonbury. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, Hang on, Ray and Paul. Two lines open for you, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We'll be right back. And we are back. You guys have some free will to call us here this morning. Feel free to get online, eight hundred nine six six wtic One line open for you. Let's get right to your calls. Ah, we just lost one. Two lines open for you now. <laughs> I was literally going to push the button uh, on the caller that phone. just left. Yeah, so yeah. let's go on to Ray next. What's going on, Ray? Hey, how are you? Good, how are you? Uh,
2: not too bad. Um, I have a Windows upgrade question. Yeah, sure. I have I have 7 right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to upgrade to 10, obviously. Yeah. Um, my first question is, um, shouldn't I be getting some kind of uh, Windows update notification or something like that? Yes,
3: yeah, so Mi- Microsoft's going to start warning you.
2: Oh, they're going to start?
4: Yeah, if they haven't already. Some people are already getting them. Yeah.
2: Oh, okay. I was worried about that because I bought my... Uh, it's, it's a computer that I, I put together with some help. Yeah. Um, it's only like three years old. Yeah. Um, so I bought the Windows Seven uh, CD, yep. and put it, but I bought it from Amazon, and I'm kind of wondering, you know, if this was a legitimate copy. But everything, oh. everything's telling me it's it's legit.
3: Okay. Yeah. Microsoft. Don't worry. They won't. You feel left out, right, Huh? Is that what you're worried about? Don't worry. <laughs> no, no, Microsoft is no. anxiously <laughs> trying to get the 180 bucks out of YouTube. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So my next question is. The computer itself. I, I yeah. saw the minimum requirements, I believe, but I don't remember what they are off the top of my head. But like I said, the computer is three years old. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's. An I, uh, it's an i5, mm-hmm. uh, three gigahertz. Nice. I got eight gigabytes of RAM. Perfect. Uh, it's a 64-bit system. Yeah. Um,
3: you can just go out and buy the Windows 10 operating system or from wherever you'd like to buy it. Okay. And uh, again, about $180 or so, 188 bucks, And uh, stick the CD in and it'll upgrade. Most okay. of the time,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I may be calling you back. Then. Yeah,
3: we'll back it up first. Always, you know, if you get data on it or anything like that, back it up just in case something goes wrong.
2: Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's done daily. So good. <clears throat> um, okay, I guess that's it. So um, yep. All right. All Thank right, you right. Very much, guys. You're welcome.
3: Bye bye. Yeah, don't worry. Microsoft will, will will warn you eventually. Hey, you should upgrade me. Let's go to Chuck and Durham. Hey, Chuck. Hey, how
6: you doing, guys? Good, how are you, sir? So, I hear you talking about this YouTube stuff. Yeah. And I have a video out there that's uh, got like 15,000 views. Nice. Um, It's been out there for years. I put it out there, so hopefully after I'm gone, my family will remember me. Oh, very nice. And uh, it's got uh, music on it Uh that uh, was commercial music. Uh Uh-oh. No, no, I... Signed all the releases or everything that YouTube sent me, uh, so I'm wondering if I'm a commercially viable.
3: Oh no no no! No no no! So you signed so you, you so the music is like a I don't know Billy Joel or somebody yeah, else's music, exactly right? Right, yeah. So you're signing that just means that you're saying that you're not going to make any money on this okay. video. Right. So you're saying, I don't want anything to be made. So they might throw a commercial or two on your video based on how many people are watching it. But yeah, if, I
6: have never seen a commercial on it because I look at it occasionally.
3: All right, so that's two strikes. Um, if nobody's if they're not monetizing your video because it's not popular enough, it could easily be flipped off because it's not commercially viable. When that when it's commercially viable, it's commercially viable for them. They don't really care about you, Chuck. It has to be commercially viable for the Googleplex. And uh, so I would tell you that if you like that video, you can always put it on other platforms, but don't assume it'll play there forever after you're, after you're gone.
6: Yeah, and that's the issue, of course. I, I no longer have the software for which I built that and rendered it. With.
3: Well, you probably have the rendered video because you uploaded it.
6: Yeah, I, perhaps in my pile of stuff that I've saved through the
3: years. Yeah, burn it to a DVD yeah, uh. and a couple copies or to a thumb drive and give it to your family and friends or whatever it's about. And that way, it will live in perpetuity. But so
6: what are the other platforms
3: that are out there? So, right. There's tons of other platforms out there. Vimeo is out there and others are out there. There's tons of them that are out there. The problem is YouTube's one of the biggest ones. Um, but you can put your videos on all sorts of different platforms. I would tell you to simply Google you know, what's out there for hosting videos if you'd like to plaster your video all over the place, why not? However, you again you have commercial music, so some of them may be more um, apt to not let you do it. I mean, there's a there's a bar in suddington that's fighting um ASCAP right now just because they happen to play music in the bar. Um, so, you're planning to play music on YouTube, it's the same problem. But you're not monetizing it, obviously the bar is when they're selling drinks. <laughs> All All right, Chuck. That's what commercial viability means. It's for them, not for you. They don't that was, care. That was wonderful. All right, Chuck. Good luck. Bye, bye. bye. So yeah, being commercially viable is a is a difficult thing. Four lines wide open here for you guys. Everything we we've, we've talked about today has been posted live by Mike G over at ComputerTalkWithTab.com. It's the name of the show.com, which also works. If you follow us on Facebook over at Tab Computer Systems and like our Facebook page. These same links will get into your news feed if Mark Zuckerberg deems them worthy. And if you have time for Twitter, which I have no idea how you do, you can follow us at Tab Computer Sys, and it'll get into your news feed there as well. So, uh, of course, you can also follow us, if you missed anything, Radio.com. Plenty of uh, podcasting out there for the whole station, obviously, and our show, of course. It's all available for you as well. We'll be right back. It says Computer Talk with Tab. We're going to be here until 11 o'clock, and then Dr. Alessi will be in with Healthy Rounds. He'll give you a second opinion on your health advice. So let's go to your calls. You've been nice enough to join us on this Saturday morning. I'm going to go to Dorothy first in Litchfield. Hey, Dorothy.
7: Hey. Uh, I want to had a quick question. Mm. Um, we've been looking at smart TVs. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I always wanted one because I didn't know how much they can listen to you, but we like the OLED mm-hmm. uh, format and the clarity. Yeah. And I've heard you talk about smart TVs updating.
3: Yeah. Um, Just when you want to use with them.
7: That?
3: So, what happens is you're, you're sitting there, you're ready to bring up Netflix, you're ready to bring up something, and you have to update the smart TV's operating system. Uh. And, and it's, you're like, okay. And then by the time it's done updating, you fall asleep. So, <laughs> at least that's me. Um, I'd recommend you don't utilize the smart TV software. And just buy a separate streaming device. And my favorite is the NVIDIA Shield. It's about the size of a pack of cards. And, uh, but it's run, it's by NVIDIA, which is the name when it comes to video processing. It's the name for high end CAD, high end processors. I mean, they work with Elon Musk's and, uh, and Tesla as far as how they deal with AI. These guys are very smart. And, uh, you won't have to, you can just, <clears throat> excuse me, plug it into your TV and have it do all your, all your content streaming, and it'll be much more um, powerful than having the all-in-one do it.
7: Is that like N is in Nancy?
3: Yep, N is Nvidia. N is in Nancy Vidia. We'll put a link up there on computertalkwithtab.com.
7: Okay. Well, we we just were fascinated with the that OLED clarity on the TV.
3: <laughs> yeah, OLED is pretty good. Um, it's actually very good. It, it's OLED versus um like Sony has their high their four K high-definition system as well, which is also extremely good. Um,
7: Unfortunately, they only seem to come in smart TVs.
3: They might, but again, if you, you can punt the smart TV portion of it by simply buying your own streamer.
7: Okay, like so this. if I had that TV, I could just put in my own streamer. Yeah,
3: it's got an HDMI, oh. multiple HDMI connections. You plug it in, and the beauty of the NVIDIA is that it'll, it'll upscale, so you can pay for 1080p bandwidth, and it'll upscale to 4K, which is kind of cool. Okay with no, with no additional data being brought down to do that,
7: and also, because we're thinking of cutting the cords yeah. um, right now, we're using a Roku stick because it's the only thing that we can get certain things on. Mm-hmm. and um, so if I have different TVs in the house, do I need a stick for each TV?
3: Yep, that you pay for at once versus the cable company charging you forever. okay. Right, so you pay okay, for it once well, you, you, I
7: think you just answered my question so I, if I get this Oled I just get the stick and or the the NV- video shield yeah and I don't have to worry I well, don't have to worry about Alexa or Google listening to me
3: I, I didn't necessarily say that <laughs> <laughs> um, so the software still exists on the on the TV you're not going to use it Okay. But but it's still there, just like the phone in your pocket still has Apple on it and, and Android on it, whatever you're using, right? So mm-hmm. I mean Facebook was just they had a bug where they were turning on your camera and stuff just by by accident, I mean, if you had Facebook on your phone. So I didn't t- I didn't say that, Dorothy. Um, <laughs> and I don't know of a way where you can disable the onboard software. I, I would I think they're right, they're all coming with it now, yeah. but you can disconnect the the internet piece to, of your smart TV completely because you're not going to use the smart TV for it. So generally, as long as you're not using the Wi-Fi built into the smart TV to utilize the software on the smart TV, then the answer is yes. They can't do anything to see you. Okay. That's a true statement. But the moment you connect your smart TV to the your Wi-Fi network, then even though you're not using the, the operating system, then they still could do whatever they want to do.
7: I see.
3: So don't and connect it to the, the Internet.
7: Um, Open DNS doesn't affect any of that.
3: No, because you brought them in your home already. Okay. Right, you brought you brought the smart speaker slash smart microphone in your home or your smart TV into your home. So don't connect it to the internet. Okay. And you're good. So turn off the Wi-Fi um, adapter on the smart TV. Don't don't let it connect to your Wi-Fi network, and then it won't it can't do anything. Okay. Just can use the shield. You
7: can still get the
3: OLED. You can still get the OLED and have beautiful screen, and then you get the NVIDIA Shield or whatever device you want to use to stream, and okay. then it's separate because. Having the TV do it is just a mess.
7: Okay. Well, thank you so much. I'm sure when we're ready to disconnect from the cut that cord, we'll give you a call again. <laughs>
3: All right. We're, we're here for you. Cut it soon. You're just, you'll save a ton of money.
7: I know. Happy Thanksgiving to you guys.
3: You too. Bye bye. All right. Bye bye. Let's move on to Mark in Cromwell next. Hey, Mark. Mark. Hello.
8: Hey. How are you guys doing today? Great. How are you? Pretty well. Hey, I got a question for you. Uh, my girlfriend just recently moved from one house to another, and the movers apparently gouged the screen of her Dell all-in-one computer. Mm. So now when we turn it on, it's like I get about a third of the picture at the top, and the bottom is just all lines and yeah. gray. And other. So is that, I called one of my local computer guy. He didn't seem to be too interested in fixing it. Uh, <laughs> he said it's hard to get a screen for an all-in-one. Yep. So, I mean, what's their options? Do you think it's just trashed at this point? Or? Well,
3: yeah, you submit a claim for the movers because they should have insurance. Yeah. <clears throat> get some money for it, and then don't buy an all-in-one. Right. Um, all-in-ones, we're not we're not big fans of it either because if any piece of it goes, the whole thing is down, right? So.
8: Right, right. So I guess the only other question is, is there a way for me to get files off of it? Like, I was yeah. thinking of hooking up another monitor, but it only has USB ports on it.
4: Well, you could get a USB to video adapter, but I would just recommend you take the back off and take the hard drive out and uh, get an adapter.
3: Yeah. Uh-huh. And plug it into a good computer when it's working.
8: I see. Okay. All right. Because you just at least like to try to save her files from it. Uh, yeah.
4: If you have enough video, you might be able to get in and connect a USB drive to it and... Uh, you know, uh, copy them over that way.
3: Yes, you can see enough to do do whatever Correct, you
8: have to yeah. do. Say that. Sorry, I'm not following that. If
3: your video, if you can see enough of your screen, Bob is saying yeah. if you can see a, a if you can get to a DOS prompt, let's say, and yeah. navigate to the drive in question, and then attach an external drive, you can do a copy and a paste, right? So.
8: I see. Right. <laughs> see, but the problem is like the menu bar is all at the bottom. So yeah. That's where I can't see anything.
3: Okay. Yeah. So, so just this- tear it apart. Take the drive out. Put it in a USB enclosure, plug it into a good computer, and copy away. Okay.
8: Thanks for your help. You got it, Mark. Okay. All right. right, Bye-bye.
3: That's why we recommend for our clients never to let the movers move your equipment. (laughs) Never let them do it. If you care about it. Um, Let's go on to Joe in Berlin. Hey, Joe. Good morning. morning.
9: I... uh, took the uh, step of getting a new computer. Nice. And uh, now I'm trying to uh, learn Windows 10. Oh, fun. And uh, I have a couple questions there. All right. Uh, what's Microsoft Edge? What, is that a good one or should I still go with uh, Firefox?
3: Stay with Firefox or Chrome. Stay away from Edge.
9: Okay. Okay. Uh, now what's this uh, OneDrive?
3: That's the cloud. That's okay. where you put Microsoft wants you to stick your stuff in the cloud and put enough up up there so eventually they can rent it back to you.
9: Okay. <laughs> Not doing that.
3: Nope.
9: Um I have uh the new computer has a a solid state drive. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's a i seven i7 uh, 9700. Wow. It's a gaming machine. I didn't realize it, so it didn't have a uh, DVD drive. I had to go get an external one.
3: Okay, that's fine. That's a gaming machine. What do you going to play on it?
9: I wasn't. I was playing more CAD than uh, games.
3: Okay, that's cool.
9: And then uh, now the problem is, I I got most of the files all transferred over. Mm-hmm. When I go into Outlook, I don't see any uh, mail.
3: So, did you set your account up again? From who is your mail provider?
9: Uh, it's uh, I'm I'm seeing, uh, uh, or at least it says that I'm getting a uh, email in, mm-hmm. but it's not listed in the Outlook screen. I ha- have it listed as all.
3: I'm not sure what you mean. Are you doing read means, Bob?
4: No.
3: Um, when you're bringing it in on the inbox, there, you should be able to set up the account and your mail should come to your inbox. Okay. Um, is it IMAP or POP mail?
9: That's where I'm... Uh, it's Comcast.
3: Well, you can choose, and generally Comcast will give you the option to do IMAP or POP, or they'll try to sell you 365. Uh, but in your case, you know, you can set your mailbox up, and if it's IMAP, it should just resynchronize to your, to your mailbox.
9: Okay. Uh, on the old one was POP.
3: Okay. So then, so that may not happen, right? You've already received the mail. So think of, think of pop mail as when your when your mail man comes and, or lady delivers your mail to your mailbox. It only comes once and it sits in your box. You take it, right? That's, that's pop mail. IMAP mail. Think of the post office as keeping a copy of it and, and delivering it so that it's kind of, kind of in between, right? So if you get a new mailbox, the post office will deliver it again. Okay, so you can convert your your uh, POP account to IMAP, and it should then repopulate. It might not, but it should repopulate your your inbox. Depending on if you've already received uh-huh. it, it may not necessarily do it. But you can also move your PST file from your old.
9: That's what I was trying to uh, find it. But what it is is uh, uh, when I look in the file manager, uh, it says. Uh, Using my name, uh, app data, and I can't find that folder.
4: So, what you want to do is uh, put in a uh, open up the file uh, manager
3: on the old machine or the new machine
4: on the old machine. Yeah, and do a search, and just type in star dot pst. Okay. And do it. Do the search on the C drive, so it'll find every PST on that. Drive, and then you can figure out which one is yours, or you can just copy them all and then look for it, open it up, copy it to the new machine and find out which one you want.
3: And then import it. Correct. Okay. Uh, it should be that simple.
9: Okay. That's what I was thinking, but I'm, I'm having a little challenge there. But That's okay. That's okay. Yeah. I'll try it again. So if I have any more questions, I'll give you a call later. We'll be here. Thanks.
3: All right, Joe. All right, we're going to step out for a quick break. we got four lines wide open. We're gonna be here till eleven, so you've got time to give us a ring. eight hundred nine six six nine six six WTIC five two two WTIC. Everything we've talked about is posted live over at computertalkwithtab.com, the name of the show.com, which also works. We'll be back. Old school rush there. We're gonna be here till eleven o'clock, guys, and your lines are all filled up again. So let's get right to your calls. I want to thank you for joining us on this Saturday morning. Gonna go right to Laura in Cheshire first. Hey Laura.
1: Hi, how are you? Doing
3: great. How are you doing?
1: Good. Can you hear me okay? hear you fine. Okay. I have a quick question for you. Mm. I have a friend of mine whose memory stick, the top part that slides into the computer, ripped out from the body of the memory stick. And I was, let me just pull over here. I was just curious if there was some way to retrieve the information off of it, or if you could... Refer me to somebody who yeah. does that? To me? So
3: yeah, data recovery, the service that we've had the best luck with referring is called Crawl On Track. Um, and they're in New York. Hang
7: on just
3: a second. Yeah. I'll put a link up there for you as well. Oh,
1: okay. what's um what's the name of them again? Kroll
3: K R O K R O L L on track. They're now known as Ontrack. Um oh. and uh, we'll put a link it says formerly Crawl, so you, you, know, you get the right link. Um okay. if anybody can get that data off of that device, they can.
1: Now I have a quick question for you. She had gotten some quotes from people, and um, they uh, um, quoted her crazy money, like three hundred dollars. Is that something? Is that well,
3: how crazy much <laughs> crazy money? Crazy money. How much is your data worth? Uh, if I lost anything, like picture wise, I mean, it could be my whole entire marriage. What's that worth? Three hundred bucks? Let's go. Let's fix that. Uh, <laughs> it's all a matter of what it's worth. Um, so that, I it. Yeah, you think about the the fact that that device is broken, so they're going to actually have to try to. Physically make it work uh, or connect it to devices or technologies that they've already designed to make it work um, if it can be recoverable. So that technology, in some, ta- in some cases, it incorporates clean rooms and all sorts of cool stuff. Uh, and again, depending on how valuable the data is, what's it worth? And that's why even insuring and, data is impossible, right? It's a, it's a priceless commodity. You don't know how valuable the data is. What's, put a right. number on it, right? So it's it's really up to them. They can charge whatever they want these days.
1: Okay, so it's actually not unreasonable for for recovery could, no. to cost a couple of hundred bucks.
3: Generally, in the case of Kroll's, um, they're going to say, "Well, for a hundred dollars, we'll then tell you how much it's going to cost." They charge you to, oh. to do the uh, estimate. Oh. Yeah, so it's one of those things where the best way to save you the money is to have a good backup.
1: Yeah, I t- Yeah, she'll never do that again.
3: I hope not. Yeah. Um, but maybe she'll get the data back, and I maybe mean, heck, it may not even be recoverable.
1: Uh, and oh, I was just—that was my next question. So it's possible it may not be recoverable,
3: right? If they don't have a way oh. to repair that thumb drive, which they probably do, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I don't. We don't get down to that level of geekiness. Um, we're <laughs> not. You know, we just do the the computer software stuff and the the general stuff. But they have to tear it apart and maybe put a component in there. I bet you okay. they've done it. Because you're not the right. first person to stick a USB drive in the thumb in an no. upside down. I bet you, along with that thing being broken, the the recipient of that mm-hmm. input is probably pretty mangled too.
1: Oh yeah, because when it's separated, there's little tabs that hook the one part into the body, and yeah. those little metal tabs. She's got all of them, ex- and she's got the one that fell off. Yeah.
3: So, so maybe okay, maybe they can repair it.
1: Maybe okay, and I figure if anybody would give me a straight answer. It would be you guys.
3: Well, we appreciate that.
1: All right. I will pass that information yeah. on. Thank you so much. Let us know how it goes. I will. Thank you. All right, Laura. All right. Bye-bye.
3: Bye-bye. Yep. Recovering data is expensive. It's going to John and Tolland. Hey, John.
9: Hey, how you doing? Great. How are you? Good. Good. Uh, I'm curious about internet radio, mm-hmm. the actual device.
3: Well, the device is pretty much any streaming device you have, a phone. Uh, your computer, internet radio is just run through apps these days.
9: Okay, but is there, can you buy like a, like a six transistor radio type of thing where it's just a radio, or do you just use your phone?
3: Well, you can just use your phone, but I bet you there probably is a box. I'd have to look it up.
9: Uh, uh, I thought they were, I thought, you know, you could buy like a radio, you plug into the wall.
3: Yeah, yeah. You'll, it's a little old school because most people have a smartphone and you plug your smartphone, right? You stick it there on your wireless charger on your nightstand there. Yeah. And then you have a, a Bluetooth speaker with bows and it's going to be a monstrous sound and boom. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yes, Bob has already found uh, streaming radios, right? You've already found it, Bob? Yeah. We'll put a link up there for you for some that are out there, John. But if you have okay. a smartphone, you, yeah. sh- you don't.
9: Well, I, I use my, my desk, my PC. Yeah, so that's why I'm streaming you right now. And then, well, okay, so I guess that answers it. Yeah,
3: if you put your smartphone on a Bluetooth speaker and stream it the same way, you're in, that'll work.
9: Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. All right, John. Thanks. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. You know, Bye. You
3: sometimes you think about the old ways of doing things. Um, free access to. It's <laughs> good. All right, Joe in Berlin. Hey, Joe.
10: Hey. Uh, just to let you know, uh, you've been you've been complaining about the the. Access to our telephone poles. Yeah. there was a there was an article in uh, November fourteenth, uh, Hartford Current. Yeah, uh, about a, a court case in which the telecommunications industry lost and consumers won in Connecticut. You're kidding? No, sir.
3: Um, I'll take I'll take a look. What was the date?
10: Uh, November fourteenth, twenty nineteen, page uh, B one. It's kind of buried in the, <laughs> in the local section, but still.
3: So somehow we're going to get access to those poles? We're going to get pole neutrality?
10: That's what they're saying.
3: Oh, my goodness. We're finally revolutionary here.
10: (laughs) (laughs) One more quick question. On on backup drives, uh, on my my new computer, it's got the the, the USB-C type connections. Yeah. All the backup drives that I see do not have, they have a USB 3.0, right. but not the C. Uh, and
3: you only have it, a C connection?
10: No, no, no. Well, uh, I'm not worried about the connection, but just the speed. Well, uh, I, 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 is there a, a, a exterior drive that, that uses a C for backups?
3: So there may not be uh, that I've seen. I know there's adapters you can go see. To USB yeah, three, I,
10: that's, that, that that wasn't the issue. I just mm. just speed. That's all. I could say.
3: Well, yeah, but you're going pretty darn quick with USB three. Um, yeah. So I would tell you to try the adapter, see how fast it is. But I don't know of any drives off the top of my head that are USB yeah. c-, c. But I bet you they I, exist. I, I,
10: I haven't find, found any. You I, haven't. I, I was just 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 you know paranoid and not paranoid. Just just uh, don't want to waste time. That's yeah. Yeah. You want the fastest
3: of all fast, right? Yeah.
10: Hey, and, and hopefully it lasts for four or five years.
3: Right. Well, try the adapter. Just see how your adapter goes. That might be rather fast.
10: Well, it it, is. It is. I was just curious. All right. Well, thank you. All right. Yeah.
3: We'll we'll, uh, put a link up there for that stuff, too. Thanks very much, Joe. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I just want to find that article about how we won some sort of case about our polls. Poll neutrality. Just in time for 5G. (laughs) But it is good if that happens. Well, guys, I want to thank you for joining us on this uh, Saturday morning. Everything we talked about will be linked over at computertalkwithtab.com. It's the name of the show.com, also, which also works. If you follow us on Facebook, um, if you follow Tab Computer Systems, everything will get into your feed. If you missed anything, go out to radio.com or WTIC.com and check out the podcast. You can check out past shows, they're there for you as well. And uh, so you never have to miss a moment of uh, geek talk um, or or whatever we're talking about. (laughs) Anytime. (laughs) Mike, thank you for producing. Stick around. Dr. Alessi's up next.
4: See you next week. T-Mobile
10: has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today